This is the Handshake Agency Podcast. Welcome to That Sucks, presented by Handshake Agency. I'm, I'm Dan Cribb. My name is Troy Nababan. And we're coming at you. I'm just finishing a little cursory glance at um, Facebook Marketplace oh, yeah? before we start the, the pod, just in case I missed any, um, any good deals. You can't yeah. miss a good deal, Dan. Can't miss a good deal You're on Facebook. Up on, why are you stocking up on twine? <laughs> um, you know, I went and got those pop vinyls last week. Went to a strip club to buy pop. No, to I, buy went to toys. A, I went to a sex shop to buy um, oh, okay. pop finals. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Interesting. But you heard it here first. Yeah, you can get them anywhere, but they yeah. were good. Wow, bang! There you go. What else? What else have you been doing? Uh, there was no banging, Dan. Thank you. Oh no, of course not. Uh, fool me. Yeah, well, look, with me, life's pretty good, man. What about you? What's what's been happening? What's the goss? What's the news? I've been watching. Listen, I caved and I've been watching Twin Peaks. Yes, you have. I'm so happy. Six, five episodes in. Yep. And it's the best comedy I've ever seen. <laughs> like, it's not supposed to just be a comedy, it's, but it's pretty fucking funny, hey? Oh, it's hilarious. There's like, I don't know, was it meant to, uh, like in the 90s, was it that hilarious or has thing, have things just dated in it? Um, Have you ever seen any other David Lynch stuff? No. I think it's just like his, his style. style. It's so, gotcha. it's just so weird. Yeah. Like some of the performances are so like stilted and- Yeah, like Ray Wise. Yeah. Yeah. When he's dancing. Yeah, yeah, dance with me, dance with me. Is that the one? Yeah. Oh, and swinging the the uh the famed framed photo around. Yeah, that's right. I love it's it. It's like it's pretty wild though, man. Like it's um it's not all comedy. It gets pretty serious in season two. Um, season one's only like I think it must only be ten episodes or something because I started eight. S- eight is it? Yeah. So we're almost in the same spot. Um, I I watched the first episode of season two like yesterday. Amazing. It's good. Yeah. It's just like, I knew you'd like it because there's just those little bits where it's like, I mean, I don't know what character names you know yet, but like I sent you that image of the guy- At the end of the bed? Yeah, at the end of the bed with the great long gray hair. I don't know any character names. Like they'll say something like, oh, this guy. And I'm like, who's that? And I I almost Google it. Like, oh yeah. Right. Like there's there's not that many characters. There's a few that are a bit like, then you appear for like a few times, but it's just so funny. The little dancing man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the dream? <laughs> like, I just can't imagine you and Jack are, like, watching that and being like, what? Yeah, that's what we were both like, huh? Wait, what? <laughs> it was amazing, though. And when, like, the cousin shows up and it's, like, played by the same actress as Laura Palmer, was that, like- Oh, I didn't pick that. Oh, you didn't? That's no. the same actress. Oh, really? Yeah. So- Shows what I know. Yeah. I'm really engaged, apparently. <laughs> hey, do you reckon that anyone on set got injured? Uh, I don't know. That's a weird question to ask. Ray Wise, he smashed that glass frame. Yeah, he probably Reckon hurt he cut himself. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost certain he did. Damn. How was that? Was that a good segue? Uh, I don't know. It depends what you're trying to segue into. This week's topic. What is it? Tell me. Onset injuries and deaths. Fuck. Well, that's pretty serious. On film and TV productions. Yeah. You mean I, character I, deaths? No, like actor deaths. Oh shit. Yeah, that's a lot more serious. I had this idea when we were um looking into the actors who turned down roles because there was a few actors who were like no nah, I don't want to do this role because it's going to be too like intense or yep. you know too physically kind of strenuous and they didn't want to die for the cause yeah they're cool. they're cool so I was sort of like you know looking into it a bit and there's uh there's some good stuff have you if, is there anything that comes to mind when you think of like oh that person got injured on set I think like the big one is the Brandon Lee one yeah, which we'll get to that. Okay. We'll, we'll um, end on a high. Yeah, I think- or maybe actually that's not really a high. That's more of a <laughs> low point, but- More like in more recent times, like Tom Cruise 
in Mission Impossible. Yeah, that was a big one. It's like they so like the context of that is in the trailer. It's in the trailer, so they obviously so, yeah. use it to promote the film. He's jumping between buildings and just like fucking wrecks his ankle, like breaks his um his ankle, right? Yeah. So Tom Cruise, I think, is pretty notorious for doing all of, if not as many of his own stunts as he possibly can, which is kind of cool. Like one Say of say the- what you will about Tom Cruise. Yeah, exactly. I like his movies. <laughs> His movies are fine. I don't think I watched that last Mission Impossible because I don't really give a shit. But like a lot of actors, they don't necessarily do their own stunts, not because they're like scared of running and jumping off buildings, but if they injure themselves, then production can yeah, production can like completely halt for like weeks or months or whatever. And that's pretty much what happened to him. So he took a running leap off a building to to jump like over onto another building, which is kind of just undercooked it just a tiny bit. Like he he made it. But his ankle- Did you see the, the video of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah his ankle went back. on a full-on, like, right angle, and he broke it, and that basically shut down production for, like, what, it was a few weeks, a few months, or, like, maybe they just had to completely readjust the schedule. It was he pretty had, brutal. So he, he had physical rehab 12 hours a day for six weeks. Oh. And, but, like, the thing is, he, like, climbs up the building and runs off. Yeah. Like, he, he, he finished the scene. He powered through that. Like, it was yeah. pretty- It was pretty impressive, like- I, if that was me, I'd just be like, peace out, everybody. I'm going to go home. I think they were loving the fact that that happened because they, 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 like I said, it's in the trailer. And when the trailer came out, they were like, look, look what happened. Yeah. So, it kind of made like global news. And it was, it was like a cool story. I mean, that seems to be everything with Tom Cruise now is just getting cool stories for media. Like that um, explosive rant that he went on about the- uh, the I don't know if he thinks that that would be cool. Or the <laughs> no, way, that the, was- The COVID thing. Like yeah, someone, yeah. Like they weren't that wearing masks a while or ago. social distancing or- yeah, blew up. Which was like it blew up, but then it was like you know most most reports were just like yeah, it sounds pretty manufactured and scripted. It's um like Tom Cruise is a pretty good actor at just giving rants. Yeah, so he probably just got given a sheet of paper and like go make a big deal out of this. It didn't seem very natural, you know. <laughs> he thought it, he <laughs> he thought it was for a scene in the movie. Yeah, and, and, and then he just released the audio and he's like, wait a minute, hey, yeah. wait, no, no, no. But no, the, the um the stunts thing though, like that was. You know, good on him for continuing that scene because, yeah, it was pretty brutal. Like, he- You think you can see in the mm. thing that he's, like, running. So, in terms of, like, story, maybe it's not a good idea that everybody knows that he injured himself in that one moment because maybe it does take you out of the movie for a second, but it's a fucking dumb action movie, so who cares? Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of- I don't think I've watched a Mission Impossible since, like, maybe the third one. Well, I, you know, I've watched all 78 of them, so- Well, fucking la-di-da. Same as Fast and Furious. I think I gave up after, like, the second one. Yeah, there's too many. Yeah, but they're all supposed to be really good movies, but I don't care. Yeah. I don't think I really care about action movies that much. Like, I like Die Hard. I like the old ones. Like, I'll watch a Schwarzenegger one, but anything else I'm- A Schwarzenegger Die Hard movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, that good Schwarzenegger Die Hard movie, <laughs> Rambo. You know that one? I love, I love a good Die Hard Rambo combo. Yeah. Um, but no, that was that was a big one recently, but there's there's heaps of others. Yeah, there was one. Um, You know the, uh, that actor Dylan O'Brien from Teen Wolf? Oh, yeah. So, this, this is an example of an injury that shut down production for, like, close to a year. So, mm. um, here, let me- I'll just send you this video. Watch this quickly. Uh, skip to two minutes 40 on what I'm about to send you. Um, you don't need the audio, uh, just so we don't get sued. I'm at 2.34, everybody. What are you looking at? So, oh, it's like, so he jumped out of a car. He's on a train track, and he's on a car. On the hood. On the hood of a car. It looks like he's about to try and climb on top of a, a train. Like jump on the from tracks. the car to the train. Wow. That's, I suppose I'm supposed to be describing this, but that's fine. You can just jump in if you like. <laughs> okay. So, he's hooking the car onto the train. And now he's jumped. He's done it. He's leapt onto the train off the hood of the car. Bang. Success. And, yeah. And now the person that's in the driver's seat is also getting onto the hood of the car. And now they're about to jump. Oh, oh. no shit. 
well, the, uh, the the wheels fallen off the car. Well, don't don't worry about that. So okay, the first so the first guy that. to jump yep. was Dylan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Um, during uh, a take of that, he slipped and fell and got like hit slash run over by the car. <gasps> oh wow! Um, so that was while they were filming the final um, Maze Runner film. He suffered facial fractures, a concussion, brain trauma, and took like several months before he could come back to work. Whoa. Which is nuts. So, he's kind of spoken about it a lot. I kind of found when the movie came out, you know how they do those press junkets? Yep. Every single thing was like, tell us about the injury. And you could just see he was like dead inside because he was like, I do not want to talk about this anymore. This like ruined my life. Yeah. But speaking to like uh, Variety's The Big Ticket podcast last year, he said that like even to this day, if he's like doing a stunt, he gets like really irritable and things like that, like Mm -hmm. anxious on set. And it got to a point where when that happened, he wasn't sure if he was ever going to come back and act again. Like he was going to quit acting. That's pretty nuts to think- like, he could have died easily yeah. during, doing that stunt. I think his his thing was, you build up all this trust, mm-hmm. and as soon as that happens, you're like, wow, okay, like, I kind of not trust the people I'm working with to, like, look after me. Or- Is that what happened? Like, someone fucked it for him? Does it- Yeah, kind of. He sort of says that you build up all this trust, and that gets shattered. Right. So, he didn't specifically say, like, oh, this guy didn't hook me up properly, or- mm. But he like sort that. of implies it, that it wasn't yeah. his fault. Yeah, so, it, you, get, you get pretty shaken up. Yeah. By that. And I, th- I imagine now every time there's a, there's a stunt, like, he probably wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, notable action star Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, from the Maze Runner series. <laughs> yeah, that really awesome hey, I series. I love him. I love bloody Teen Wolf and all of it. I watched the first Maze Runner movie. I had to look at look up what he looks like again because it was, yeah, I didn't continue after the first one. Although I thought it was okay. That's like your general consensus on everything. You watch, you watch like the fine. first one or two movies in it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fine. In the it's, okay. it's fine. I don't really, I don't really give a shit. Yeah, I, I just don't care about movies. I don't care about anything. Life shit. And then there was an actor who left a production be- partly because of an injury. Did you hear about all that Ruby Rose stuff around Batwoman? Oh, maybe at the time, but you have to refresh my memory. Yeah, so like last May, she announced that she wasn't going to be in the second season. That she was like leaving oh, yeah. production, even though she is Batwoman, and in part that was due to an onset injury. So, okay. in like while filming season one, she suffered a spinal injury doing um, stunts. Right. She posted like uh, actually you like this. You you get a kick out of the end of this on Instagram. Um, like following surgery, she said a couple of months ago I was told I needed emergency surgery or I risk becoming paralyzed. Mm-hmm. I had herniated two discs doing stunts, uh, and they were close to se- severing my spinal cord. Oh. I was in chronic pain and couldn't feel my arms. And to anyone asking, oh, so she put up a video of the um, the surgery. Yep. It's pretty graphic. She goes, and to anyone asking why I let, I let them video it, did you not watch that Grey's Anatomy episode where they left a towel in a patient? Oh. It's, apparently, it's from season an early season. You should know this. You know what? I didn't really watch the early seasons as closely. I was sort of just half yeah, paying After attention. a while, they start leaving all kinds of stuff in bodies. <laughs> the towel's the least of their worries. The, yeah. So, yeah, she, she like in part, that's why she left that production was because of that injury. Yeah. Which you think for her and Dylan O'Brien, it's a thing where, you know, if you have you ever been like shocked by a microphone? Yes. Not super hard, but I've had little shocks. Yeah. And then like every time for a while after that, you're like, I don't want to put my lips on that microphone. Yeah. I, I've done gigs before when, you know, I should have known this, but at the time, um, I just didn't really think about it. But if you've just got like, you're holding a guitar and your guitar amp is plugged into one PowerPoint and your microphone's plugged into a different PowerPoint, if the building wiring is not good or the grounding's not good, then that's why that happens. Yeah. So, I, I was doing this gig one time and I just, every time, like every single time I put my lips on the microphone, on the metal grill of the microphone, yeah. 
I got the little shock. Uh, yeah, like exactly what you say. I just like, I stepped up. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, so you're just you're conscious to sing it like an inch away from it. And then if you just get too excited and accidentally your lips touch the microphone, you get zapped. It's a really easy fix in that situation. You just have to like change PowerPoints with one thing and it'll fix it. Which a venue should know. Yeah. But like if, if that happened to you bad enough mm-hmm. to the point where you got knocked on your ass, you wouldn't really want to go back and uh, yeah. I, I So it's a kind of the same thing, right? If you hurt yourself that badly on set, I can imagine it would kind of ruin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, no, I understand that completely. I mean, yeah, I, I guess at the start of those productions, you'd think those people would give their consent to do those stunts in the first place. I guess it's like you, you, you're so confident that everything's going to be okay, but yeah, you well, just I never mean, know. You like- give consent, and then I'm sure a lot of them afterwards wouldn't- You know, those contracts are probably to stop like legal action being taken. Mm. They probably couldn't give a shit about that. They're probably more like, well, fuck now, I don't want to do- But then like those studios, I'm pretty sure, try and reduce the risk to the actors as much as possible because of these reasons, like halting production for so long. That costs so much money. Mm. So, yeah. I, I wonder what the specific specific Ruby Rose stunt was. Like, I don't really watch that I, show. I tried so. to find it, but, uh, you know, there's given that there's, um, there's so many stunts in those type of things, mm. like jumping off buildings and- yep flips and everything like it, it could have been, been la- it could have been like a literal nothing stunt, i think what know? it was it was like a repetitive thing so they, they did like they do long days mm-hmm. so you could do something not that strenuous but if you do it for like 12 hours in a row that might explain how yep something happened and she didn't kind of explain what exactly it was yeah there's so you mentioned the tom cruise thing up the top there's like heaps of examples of injuries that were left in the final product. Mm-hmm. They're kind of interesting. Most of the time, those injuries aren't that bad. Yeah. So that that's why they leave it in. There's a, there's a few on here that like I'll go through that obviously they couldn't include include it for whatever reason. But um, I'll send you this quickly. See if you can skip to one minute fifty on this one, sir. Pineapple Express. I'll give you a bit of context. It's the scene where um, James Franco and Seth Rogen's characters are running away from the um, one minute fifty. Yes, please. I'm going to go from 143. The drug dealers in the forest? Mm-hmm. So, just narrate what you're so, looking at. So, uh, Seth Rogen's running. He's running. He's running. He's got a flashlight. He's just running away. Arms flailing. It's pretty dark, but I think Franco's running as well. Correct. He's just run- They're just running through the forest. Oh, he's, he's tripped and fallen over. It looks like he's hit his head. And um, Franco's maybe hit a tree. Yeah. So, Franco, in that scene, um, when they like- So, when an actor runs into something like that, there'll be a pad- so on that on that tree, he, he like he hits it pretty hard, but mm-hmm. there's a pad there. There was a nail sticking out of the pad, oh. which smacked into his forehead. Um, Jeez. So that's left in the film, and then you'll notice after that point, for the rest of the film, James Franco has a bandana on and it's covering up his um his stitches. Wow, that's pretty funny. Which, yeah, which I had no idea. Yeah, like I don't know how the fuck they did that um, Seth Rogen fall because that looked pretty full on when he hits the rock. They probably just removed digitally the pad. That he fell into. Have you ever watched that sh- that YouTube series? Um, I might have mentioned it before, but it's like falling onto rocks. <laughs> no, like so. It's visual effects artist react. It's Corridor Crew. Is the oh yeah? Or Corridor Digital. Wait, is that the? So okay, it's like the the company. They do like a lot of short films, like YouTube films and stuff. And they're really cool, like a lot of VFX stuff. But they're like a pretty small production company. But then they do a series which is where they just react to good and bad CGI. But in addition to that, then they get like stunt like stuntmen react and animators react to like good and bad stunts oh, yeah. or animation That's and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. So, but they have a lot of stuntmen on and they discuss how they might, you know, do certain stunts from these like massive action movies, like how they might've done something from a Jackie Chan movie. Whether it's like practical or, you know, yeah, edited and, and post and- Exactly. It's really cool. It's worth checking out if you haven't done it. I'm sure they'd have some 
pretty interesting stories, like yeah. stunt people. Fuck. We should have got a stunt person on this episode. I cooked it. I'm sorry. Yeah, fuck you, Dan. Let's just start I again. I cooked it. Um, there's another one. Uh, like This is kind of up there with the Tom Cruise scenario. Mm-hmm. So, have you, did you watch um, Django? Django? Yeah, how are you? D- yeah, did I watch <laughs> Django? Did you no, watch I've never Django? watched D- D- Django how, how, how Unchained. Say, how do you say it? Django. How, okay, did you watch Django Unchained? Yes, I did. Um, do you know the scene where... Um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is just like it's his big monologue and he smashes the table. Yes. So yeah, he's 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 like kind of getting himself worked up. He whacks the table with his hand. He didn't realize there was this small glass and he like it it severs his hand and throughout the scene you can see him like his hand's bleeding mm-hmm. and he kind of uses it in the scene and just kind of ca- continues on which is nuts like and he did such a good job they were like Let's just leave that in. Like he doesn't—he doesn't even flinch. His hand mm. gets like gashed open by glass, and you, he doesn't even react. Maybe adrenaline in the moment. Maybe because he hadn't won an Oscar at that point, so he's like, maybe this is my chance. Yeah, please. I'm giving blood and my blood and all. All he had to do was do the Revenant and like I don't know, sleep inside a dead bear or something. That's all it took. But that, did that get him what he wanted? I think he got an Oscar for that movie. For that, I'm pretty sure he did. It'd be very easy to check, but I don't care. Should go one for Titanic. I haven't seen Dr- the Titanic. Are you serious? Yeah. That, no, Fucking hell. Well, come on, man. Let me get through Twin Peaks yeah. first, all right? And <laughs> then, I'll, and then I'll watch the next episodes comedy. Twin Peaks left. But he said uh, that it was more interesting to watch Quentin Tarantino and Jamie Foxx's reaction. Like, yeah, right. he's hand bleeding than like- So, I think he knew, but he was probably just- That would be kind of fun seeing them being like, oh, shit, he's cut himself. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when they called cut- and he'd, everyone just like- It's started. like, oh, I already did that. Everybody just started applauding. Yeah. And I think they filmed the rest of the movie. There was like two versions. He did everything with a bandage on and then one, there wasn't one. So, they could either keep the cut scene or not. Like, hmm. yeah. Which, wow. pretty interesting. Sounds like a lot of extra work. Quentin Tar- Have you heard- like, there's a, uh, So, I found that and then there's a, a weird thing with Quentin Tarantino and choking scenes. Have you um, heard about this? No, not the choking. Most of the feet thing. He loves feet. Well, that's, this is a, that's a different podcast. Feet cast. Um, so, that, that movie in uh, Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. there's a scene where um, Diane Kruger's character gets choked oh, to yeah, death. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, the close-up scenes, it's Quentin Tarantino's hands. Oh, yeah. Choking her. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, which is weird. So, in an interview, um, Kruger said that like, so she kind of said, yeah, it was Quentin Tarantino. Um, and then in this interview with Parade around the film's release, she said, I won't give away the name of the actor who kills me, but Quentin said, he's not going to do it right. It'll either be too much or too little. I know exactly what I need and I think I should just do it. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Yeah, I'm going to need to put your foot in my mouth while I choke you as well. It's like, what the fuck? He did a similar thing with um, Uma Thurman in Kill Bill Volume 1. There's a scene where she's facing off against um, that assassin, Gogo, mm-hmm. and like uh Gogo's weapon is that it's like a chain with a spiked ball on the end. Yep. And it gets wrapped around um, Uma Thurman's character's neck. Mm-hmm. And then she gets choked by it. And again, he was like, apparently this was, uh, Uma Thurman's idea was like, mm. oh, like you can, like, no, no, I, I want to be choked because then it's real. Like, it's hard to fake that apparently. Ooh. So, like, her face is going red and her eyes are bulging because, like, Quentin Tarantino's on the other end of the chain just yanking it. Yeah, Betty's joking it. Um, <laughs> fuck off. Um, which, yeah, I just find it's kind of, I don't know. He writes choking scenes and he's like, oh, yeah, um, I should probably do this. Yeah. You know, everyone's got their own thing. Yeah. It's not my thing, but fine. Quentin Tarantino's thing. Yep. Yeah. So, let's just go to a quick ad break. Recalibrate. 
uh, after this important public service announcement. Hey, it's Neil from The Green Room here, and if you like this podcast, then maybe you'd like other handshake agency shows like, I don't know, don't want to brag, but maybe The Green Room Podcast. I'd say swipe up, but you're listening to this, obviously, so maybe when you're done with this episode, just swipe back to thepodcast.com.au and hit The Green Room tab. I'm sorry, there's no easy way to word that, but the show is much easier to listen to this than the instructions I'm giving right now, I promise. So, um, thanks for your time. And we're back. Yeah, www.cocacola.com. <laughs> I'm making you joke. Um, so, yeah, back into it. There's, like, I think the probably the most intense one we've discussed so far is Dylan O'Brien because mm-hmm. he almost died. There's There was this film that George Clooney was in um, years ago. Batman? I don't, I don't know how to say it. It Batman. A, it was a 2005 thriller called like- Up in the air. Cy- Cyrenia. How do you spell it? S-Y-R-I-A-N-A. I've never heard of it. Yeah, see, I could have actually just looked up how to say it, but You're nothing but, nothing but quality here on That Sucks. So, anyway, there's just, there's like a torture scene in it and um, he, he he whacks his head on the floor. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the film, the actual scene of him hitting his head looks pretty brutal, but I don't think they would have used the one where he, he actually did damage because he fractured his skull. Oh, shit. Um, and then there was like for weeks after that, he was in debilitating full body pain and doctors just couldn't find out what was wrong with him. Oh, maybe it's because he fucking bruised his brain. Well, so anyway, Lisa Kudrow- yeah, she called in friend. for him. Yeah. She, um, She's like, no, no, it's all right, George. I got this. You her, just ha- well, take a break. because her brother's a neurologist. <laughs> oh, right. And she like referred him to um, her brother. So, you're telling me she didn't just fill in for the rest of the movie? Uh, no, no. She could have done quite well, though. And they discovered that he had fluid leaking from his spine. Far out. Yeah, which could have been like really bad. So, yep. bloody George Clooney for you. Because, you know, I'm pretty sure that in uh, Grey's Anatomy, uh, Dr. Derek Shepard- performs a lot of spinal surgery because the spine and the brain are so related. So oh, the irony. Yeah. So, he should have known. He should have just known. Was George Clooney? I, no, I George know Clooney was in is. ER. So, like, I mean, like, I don't I know, know why this his is. medical training- In an episode training. of ER, this exact same thing happened. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't actually. Uh, uh, he, he became, like, very depressed when the whole thing happened. So And you're laughing about it like a fucking psychopath. What can I say? That's where I got my kicks. Yep. Yeah. People, other people's misery, fucking psycho. You got a problem with that? I do. No, no, I don't. Here's, I'm laughing right with you. Here's one. I'm gonna, I'll send you a photo. Can you please describe what you're looking at? Oh shit. Oh, is that Marty McFly? That is Marty McFly getting in choked Back out. To the future three. Oh, that looks so terrible. Yeah. Oh. So he's he's being like lynched by you know old mate Mad Dog Tannen and his gang. Yeah. It's in the third film, mm-hmm. and he's strung up by the neck mm-hmm. with a rope before Doc Brown comes in to save him. But the thing is, there was like an, a mistake and the rope became too tight around his neck. Oof. So, like Michael J. Fox put out a memoir not long ago called mm-hmm. Lucky Man, and in it he talks about it. He says, I swung unconscious at the end of the rope for several seconds before oh. Bob Zemeckis, fan of me though he was, realized even I wasn't that good an actor. <laughs> so, he was like choking. In that, so, the, in the final take, if you watch that, yep. it's on YouTube, he's, he's, he's actually like, fucking help me, and then just passes out. And I think they were like, oh. Oh, man, that's, that's so terrible. Good. Terrifying. But yeah, right? Because you wouldn't be able to like say, hey, I'm actually choking. Help me. Mm. So but they left that in. Yeah. Well, I think because it wasn't, you know, he's, he was he didn't have any lasting injuries. And yeah. it wasn't. It would have been a bit traumatic, but nothing like what happened to Clooney or Dylan O'Brien. Yep. If you, if you were in like, say, you know, if you were in a film, because, you know, you're, you're launching your acting career so yeah, yeah. off the back of this podcast, mm-hmm. and you whacked your head on the floor and- it, that thing happened or you were in like a you got run over by a car yep and you made a full recovery 
would you want that scene to be in the final product? Of course. Of would course you, would I would. you actually, though? If it was I would like- insist that it was in the final scene. If you were put through, like, a really Hell. traumatic experience, even if it's for a second and you very, like, brutally injure yourself and it doesn't make the final movie, then it's for nothing. Yeah, but wouldn't- Is it one of those things where it's, like, given privacy? If it's that traumatic for, like, Dylan O'Brien where he wanted to quit acting and he still suffers from it. I mean, if the take looked awesome- I would. I think you just do it. You want to like a, it's a car running over half your. Face. Oh, I guess you can't really use it then, can you? So, um, well, actually, in that situation, you couldn't because like that doesn't really in the work film he does he, in the film he jumps from the car to the train. Yeah, so that, that's not he doesn't fall work. under the car, and then they're like, "Well, he's like, come on, guys, just please rewrite this at the end of the movie. I really love that scene. Yeah. Just write me out of it." But for Clooney, like, if he just hits his head and he he makes a full recovery, even if he's had a couple of weeks of. Hell. It was really bad. I think he became suicidal and right. stuff throughout. I don't know. So I'd still leave it in. Leave it and in. I think half the time you don't even know what takes what anyway. So, just use it. Yeah. If you look up the actual the torture scene from that film, which I can't pronounce, when he hits his head, just knowing that in one of those takes, he fractured his skull. You're just like, oh. Mm. The noise? Yeah, like coconuts. Ooh. Like when you were at the airport with us when- um. Oh, yeah, but I missed that one part. We flew to Brisbane a few years ago to play a couple of shows, our Simpsons tribute. Mm-hmm. And at the airport, this guy just fell backwards and just smacked his head on the floor. Yep. And it was like, yeah, it was pretty bad. I went to the toilet at that exact moment. Coincidence? I, I missed it. But the guy was like on the ground laid out. He would have died. He, I think he died that day. He must have. He didn't move for like 10 minutes. That's a, this is a really weird segue into the death section of our- I don't know, I don't know if we can keep that in, but- um, Yeah. Yeah, let's death see. Cast. Let's see what happens. Dead cast. Let's see what happens. All right. Well, let's talk about Brandon Lee then. I gave, no, you, I some, I got, I gave you some homework because I got, I, I got this far into researching and thought, you know what? Fuck, I want a coffee. Troy can do this bit. <laughs> is that what actually what happened? Did you not read those articles? I kind of read them and I was like, I can't be bothered like digesting this in a way that I can regurgitate it. So well, the Brandon I Lee one. it to you. The Brandon Lee one was pretty sad because that was. He I, was about. It was like that was, that was his breakout film, right? Yeah, it was. I want to say the it was Crow. Like so we're talking about the Crow. The Crow ninety three. I think everyone kind of is familiar with the story, but yeah, it was nineteen ninety three. What happened is, uh, and I'll just read it verbatim because I think they describe it better than I am dis- summarizing it. Is so, that the Distractify article? Yes. Another character aimed a gun and shot him as part of the scene. Uh, for what they were shooting. And there was only like eight days left of the movie. Yeah, that was so close to being finished. And uh, yeah, I guess he got the wrong gun or something. It had an actual bullet in it. I think it was like a, like, yeah, I don't really understand what happened. Like, so when you have a blank bullet, the tip's cardboard. So if it hits something, apparently it doesn't do as much damage. Right. There was something with that gun. It was used early in an earlier scene. Mm -hmm. And there was like a metal tip still in there or like a metal right. fragment i think that's what shot out mm-hmm. or was it got dislodged and shot out mm-hmm. um and went into his abdomen yeah. and they were like great scene cut and they realized shit he's like unconscious and that's a lot of blood yep. more than like the squirt bag or whatever it is would produce the squib is that what they call it i think so yeah what do they call it a squib squib that's weird um, and then they rushed him to hospital and yeah, he died after several hours of surgery, which yeah. is really sad. And that's when, that's when where you don't leave it in the movie. I think someone's death is maybe crossing the line a little bit, but that's pretty sad. I never actually saw the movie because it was, it always seemed like it was a bit adult. And I think because of the surrounding fact that he died during filming, I wasn't like actually allowed to watch it as a kid. Pretty, pretty sad. He was, how old was he? He was pretty young, 20 something. 
Um, 26 or something, maybe? He was 28, yeah. yeah. And, and this was this was going to be his big breakout film. Apparently, like, he was doing... Uh, he's, he was quoted as saying, like, he wants to be known as more than just Bruce Lee's son. Yeah. And, like, this was the film that was going to kind of establish him as his... I mean, by, I mean, by this point, he'd been in a decent amount of things anyway, but there was um the guy who... So, they used, like, his stunt double to film the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. I've forgotten this guy's name. Um, The guy who did that went on to do all the John Wick films. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and he reckons, like, a lot of the... Well, that those movies are so gun-heavy. Mm. A lot of the films these days, all the gun safety things are from what happened on The Crow. Of course, you have to. You know, you do one one thing that results in a death, and I think you have to really change all the rules. So, that's very unfortunate. I think his name was Chad Stalekiski. Oh, yeah, Chad. Old mate. Old boy. Yeah, so that was... um. That's pretty sad. The um, There's this other one, which, like, this is brutal. The Twilight Zone film. From uh, 1982. Oh, is this a stuntman? No, no. This is this is like probably the like this is terrible, man. So I'm just, I'm just gonna read again like the 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 history dot com website. They kind of um, laid it out. So on July 23, uh, Vic Morrow and two child actors. Uh, they were killed in an accident involving a helicopter while they were filming on set. Um, so what happened was they were shooting this um, this like war scene, mm-hmm. and there's lots of like pyrotechnics and explosions and things like that, which caused this low flying helicopter to be like pushed to the ground. So this is like it's brutal. One of the kids got crushed, Ooh. and the rotor, the back propeller, decapitated mm-hmm. the other two actors during filming, which is like. That's, like, probably one of the worst things I've ever heard. That's really bad. Just brutal, right? Mm. I think it was the first time that, like, filmmakers had been charged with, like, criminal Oh, okay. Things. So, they went to prison? They got, like, manslaughter. There's, like, four, like, some producers and writers, directors, whatever, got done for- Wow. Or, like, yeah, there was a, a few people that um, went to trial for manslaughter. What was it, though? Was it just uh, the safety- yeah, I think it was like or something? they were, like, negligent or- um, I think the uh, their argument was- the people that, like you know who were taken to court was like this was out of our control. Mm-hmm. Although you'd think, yeah, we're going to have pyrotechnics and explosions and stuff going off. A helicopter's kind of predictable in that, like if you're doing stuff around it. I don't know. It's just the whole thing's like that's just like insane. I think uh, yeah. that was the last day of filming as well. Oh, okay, something like that. But I mean, nowadays, like you do all that with CGI. Well, probably you do it with CGI. So it's kind of at least there's a. Yeah, like a lot of those risks are not the same, which is which is really good. But I guess back then you want to get a cool shot, you have to just do well, there's it. There's no other way, as right? Possible, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, that's just that's like terrible. Anytime a, a, a child's going to die, like you know, that's that's bad. And two of them too. Yeah, I wonder what I didn't really look into this, but like I wonder what ramifications that had for safety in the industry because that's the '80s, like. Mm. You know, that's next level for the '80s. Maybe if it was like in the '40s or '50s, you could kind of be like. It would still be awful, but you'd be like, well, the safety back then would have been like nothing. Whereas the 80s, you'd kind of expect something to be in place, but... I think the 80s was a time when a lot of things came to a head. You know, as technology gets a little more uh, advanced, you know, people get more ambitious because they can do more stuff. You know, maybe you didn't have the same abilities back in the 70s um, or the 60s to do like similar sort of stunts or effects or whatever it is that you want to do so it just wasn't there like the thought of something going wrong wasn't as as bad yeah you know until it happens and then and like i mean related to that is would be the aids crisis which you know people having unprotected sex for like years and years and years what's the worst that can happen and then it's like oh aids comes along 
and wipes out a huge, huge part of the gay community. Mm. And again, like it was just, a, it was a thing. The eighties was, was the time when a lot of things came to a head mm. um, and, and rules change and situations changed after that. So none of that's good, but I mean, the resulting um, safety concerns is Hopefully obviously really good. They, yeah. Okay. At least like, Three or four times a year, I watch that WWE <laughs> clip that I sent you. I think it's like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, this is the, one of the first things you and I bonded on. So I love it. Just please explain this. I would, I'm, I'll yeah, I'm first so happy. just explain like that when Dan and I met, probably like seven years ago. I remember uh, I was, we were doing some recording, and we stood out in the car park at the end of the session, and I just showed you this this one wrestling video. Oh, I love it. And um, for those of you that have followed WWE at all, you you might know it, but it's um. It's from the Royal Rumble from 2005. John Cena? John Cena is involved and Batista is involved, I believe. Wow. So, the idea of the Royal Rumble is that 30 people come in, like one every sort of 90 seconds, starting with two people, and then people get eliminated by getting thrown over the ropes. And then the last person to be in the ring at the end of the match is the winner of the Royal Rumble. So, that's the, the context for it. So, the, the last two people in the Royal Rumble of 2005 was John Cena and Batista, both of them were really big stars in the company or becoming really big stars in the company. There was a mistake. Whoever wins the Rumble goes on to, to headline WrestleMania. So, it's a really big- Yeah. It's um, all scripted there. So, they know prior yeah, they who's know going who, on, right? They know who's going to do it. But it's a really sort of important yeah. match to win. And you can't have any screw-ups because it affects later uh, events. Just WrestleMania is like the biggest- Yeah. WrestleMania is the biggest show of the entire year as well. So, you can't really- Accidentally you know, crown someone. So, are you saying there was a mistake? What was the mistake, sorry? Well, so- if you go over the top rope and your feet land on the ground, then you get eliminated. So, I believe in this situation, both wrestlers went over the rope at the same time and their feet both touched the ground at the same time. Which was a mistake. That Which was a mistake. Happen. So, what happened was they couldn't determine the actual winner and that's not how the end of the match is supposed to go. So, what happened is Vince McMahon, Who is? The, the boss of, of WWE and the, the, the chairman, the CEO, he- he produces all the shows. Like, he's he's calling all the shots. He's also a character as well in the story. He lines, is. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's been a character for the last 25 years sort of thing. And he came storming down the ramp uh, to get into the ring because he's like, well, we don't have a- uh, And this is, again, it's all <laughs> unscripted. This is in, in the moment this situation. Yeah, yeah. Like, we this need to obvious. have a solution to the end of this, this match. So, Vince McMahon- just comes storming and he's down. He's like power walking. And he, that's, like he's so angry. But his the way he walked is the way the, he walked down the ramp is the way that his character walks down the ramp. He's got this real strut. Yeah, it looks so funny, it. man. Yeah, it's really ridiculous. But he came. He struts down, but like power strutting down the ramp. The however many meters, probably like fifty meters, to get into the ring. <laughs> and then they all wrestlers do this thing where they t- essentially just like slide under the bottom. Yeah, they they'll, they'll jump and slide, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Vince jumped and slid under the the rope. <laughs> and bearing in mind, Vince McMahon at this time was probably like sixty or something wasn't in it? his early sixties. I think he might have been fifty nine or 60 yeah, already, maybe yeah. sixty years old. And what happened is like in the process of jumping and sliding into the bottom of the ring. Uh, under the bottom ropes of the ring, he snapped both of his hamstrings. <laughs> Smacked him. And they smack on the side of the ring? Yeah. Well, like the, the hamstrings are on the back. So, I think they just- oh. They were so tight that they just like popped. <laughs> so, Vince McMahon, if you haven't ever seen him, have you seen what he looks like? No. Nah. I mean, in that vi- only from that video. Man, you quickly just look up Vince McMahon, uh, men's health. Just look up Vince McMahon, men's health. Oh, how old is he in this photo? Exactly. So- if, he is jacked. Yeah, the Vince, gills. Vince, Vince McMahon, have you got the image with the chain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He is so fucking ripped. And even to this 74? day- 74? He's 74 now. 
he's so jacked. He's um he's been bodybuilding for like thirty something years. Oh my god! And um and so you don't expect that. Like even at sixty, this is what he looked like. You know this this man's health was from a couple of years ago, maybe five or ten years ago or something. But still, oh no, five years ago, he's fucking huge, man. So he just wasn't. Uh, he hadn't stretched, yeah. and he's like obviously older, so like his muscles aren't really like just ready to go <laughs> at all times. So. He just did this running leap Snap. and just like like snapped his fucking hamstrings, and then he just slides into the ring and you see his face and his mouth open. He's just like, oh, but no, no, no. he tries to stand up and he just yeah. collapses. <laughs> like he tries to get up a couple of times and yeah. it's just like and he can't because his like, body won't let him. Yeah, his hamstrings don't work, and so he's just like, what the fuck am I going to do? So he's like sitting in the bottom of the ring. And he just is like trying to restart this Royal, Royal Rumble his, match. He, he's, he puts his arms on his side <laughs> and he's like yelling, but he's like sitting down. They're all looking down at him. And he's like, it's like, wait, what? And no one knows what's going on because like- It's all unscripted. It's, it's all unscripted. It's all live. There's probably like 20,000 people there and as well as the millions, two wrestlers. Yeah, millions of people watching live. Yeah, too, right? no one knows what's happening. And he's just sitting there going like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I can't stand up. Yep. <laughs> So it's so it's so funny, man. Yeah, but like that's just that's an injury that that happened to him. Hey, can you just do me a favor as well? Yeah. Can you just go on YouTube and while we're doing this, just type type in Titus O'Neil Royal Rumble. Yeah, oh, is it still of his guy falling over? Just watch this. So okay, before you do it, um, just quickly, everybody at home needs to watch this video. But the, again, the Royal Rumble. Do you want me to describe what I'm seeing? Yeah, let me just let me give you context first before you you play it. Okay, so again, the Royal Rumble <laughs> is when. A new person like runs down the ramp to get into the ring uh, every every ninety seconds. So there's people in the ring already, and this is Titus. This you can probably put this, put this down. This legendary greatest, sorry, it's legendary a, greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah. So they fall. did this in Saudi Arabia, I think it was. So there was like fifty people that came in. There's usually only thirty. Play All the right. sound as well. Just play. So it. he's running, 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 running. <laughs> Just listen, listen. He, um, <laughs> so, he's running and he's about to jump into the ring and he trips and he slides under the ring yeah. and the little curtain like covers him. So, he just disappears under the ring. <laughs> okay. See, that's funny because yeah. I don't- <laughs> It's like, there's no- It's not an injury that happened, but it, like it made massive headlines everywhere. It was so funny. <laughs> All right, please. Again, uh, I'm very aware that a lot of the uh, content on our podcast is very visual. But yeah, uh, Titus O'Neil Royal when you Rumble. Get somewhere just safe, watch that. Uh, not while you're driving. Look this up because that's fucking incredible. I'm gonna watch it again, actually, just because oh it's my so God. funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's yeah, let's just watch Ooh. it again because like they they don't hide this. This is just something that everybody has seen and knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> And the comments are like, they don't know what to say. Oh, man. He just, like, he just slides right under. I don't know. I'm trying to compare it to something like- Yeah, you've never seen anything like it. That's why that's wrestling nuts. is so great, man. Like, it's so unpredictable. Um, shit. All right, well, should we end with, like, something else that's kind of funny that didn't- It did, Like, no one was really hurt. It's just more of, like, a blooper than anything. Yeah, we can um, do that. Stormtrooper hits his head. Oh, yeah, have that's you heard, right. you know about that? I read this article. Yeah, so in Star Wars: A New Hope, there's a scene on the Death Star where there's these um, these stormtroopers, and as it, one of those doors is opening up, mm -hmm. he just kind of whacks his head <laughs> really <laughs> awkwardly, and keeps going. 
the guy under the the mask, he was an actor by the name of uh, Laurie Good. Mm-hmm. And so, he claims like on the day he had like a bit of an upset stomach and he was distracted and he kind of hit his head. Um, and that was like a few takes in. And he thought he was to the edge of the shot. So, he thought, oh, like, I'm not going to be in it because A, they probably can't see me in any of these takes. And like, they're probably not going to use that take. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he goes to watch the movie when it premieres. He just sees this video of him smacking his head. <laughs> He's just like, oh, shit, that's me. Um, and I guess like back then when that film came out, when was that? Like in the 70s? Yeah, 74, I think it was. That wasn't 76, like, sorry. you know, like now if that happened, it'd be like the jeans guy. Isn't there that, mm. that guy in one of the scenes wearing jeans and in Mandalorian or something, there was a guy with a boom mic. He got in it. Oh, yeah. Like that became like a viral <clears throat> thing. Back in the day, it wasn't really a thing where- you know, you'd be go, you'd be telling everyone, or if you did, it wouldn't go viral. Like, yep. you know, so it kind of built up a bit of a, um, you know, like this cult thing over the years. Um, and then around the film's 40th anniversary, the Hollywood Reporter like found him and interviewed him, mm-hmm. and they asked him like, you know, how does it feel to be part of this Star Wars lore? And like, this is this. I find this so interesting. I'll read this, then we can talk about it. So, he says that the first convention he attended was in 2006, and he told one of the organizers that he was like the stormtrooper who hit his head. Mm-hmm. And thinking the guy would be like, oh, that's amazing. That's so cool. Let's like maybe do something with that. Um, and he just was like, meh, you know, like I've heard that from so <laughs> many other people yep. who, who played stormtroopers. And so, and because he's got no way of proving it was him. So, yep. he was like, I think he just sort of like thought, I better keep quiet about this because, you know, if he kind of starts telling everyone nowhere to prove it, it would yeah, just make yeah. him look silly. But anyway, there's, there was um, this actor who's passed away now, Michael Leader, and he was claiming that he was the stormtrooper. Oh, okay. And like, there's videos of him being like, hey, I'm Michael Leader. It's Star Wars New Hope. I hit my head and all this kind of stuff. And so, he saw all that stuff and was thinking like, you know, like, how can he prove it? So, he decided to speak up. Because he thought, like, no, I'm, I'm the guy who did that. And then he wrote a song, which I couldn't find. It's called, Who Was the Stormtrooper Who Banged His Head? <laughs> so, like, I find it weird that people are just flat out lying about being, oh, that's me. Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm the stormtrooper who whacked his head. Yeah. Like, do they genuinely do they genuinely forget and just think, oh, yeah, that was me? No, or- everyone just wants a bit of celebrity. You know, So funny. But that, that guy, like, imagine if that was you, you're, like, you'd done something. And then years later, there's this other actor, like, in videos being like, oh, I'm the stormtrooper who whacked his head. I mean, it's not a bad idea to steal someone's identity like that. I'm sure that guy made some money with interviews or with press Shout or something. Or whatever. Yeah, so that's not, like, it's not that dumb. And as as you said, no, you can't prove who it's who it is either way. So yeah, in a way, it's sort of like not that big of a deal. <clears throat> Pretty funny. Pretty funny though, yeah. Like the fact that 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 actually made it into <laughs> the film. Yep. I think that um, it's not really like it's a blooper, but stormtroopers are kind of that dumb anyway. Mm. That it makes sense that one of them would just whack their head. Yeah. Star Wars thing. is dumb. Fuck Star Wars. I don't care about you it. You heard it here first on That Sucks. Yeah. So, anything else on your list? Have you got anything else? No, I'm done. I've got nothing else. I do want to give you a present. Oh, fuck. I have a present for you and I left it at home again. Sorry. All right, you give me a present. Eric, you've been saying that every time I've seen you for the past know, month. But I feel bad about that episode where I promised you a cameo and it never happened. Oh, yeah. Now, I didn't get you a cameo, oh. but close your eyes. All right. My eyes are closed. You going to kiss me? Oh, look at that. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, live on the pod, my very own Shits Creek David Rose po- uh, pop final. Bang! That's so kind. Thank you so much. You're welcome, sir. That's awesome. Thank I had you. To. I just had to, you know. And it's in the it's in the plastic box as well. It's in the protector. At bad boy ain't getting damaged today. Thank you, kind sir. So there you go. 
Well, we should do a Shit's Creek themed episode at some point. Just we already go. have. We'll like another Remember, one. Remember uh, when your favorite TV shows come to an end? Oh, yeah. Let's do another one, though. But let's do another one. We'll do a Twin Peaks episode soon. Yeah. All right. I'll, we'll think of an angle for that one. Yeah, we should We should do that, actually. That'd be fun. Not. Yeah, all right. Maybe <clears throat> I'll think of something all right. in relation to it. You know, there's- um. So, I'll tell you this right now, and I'll, I'll remind you in the future. So, Twin Peaks. Uh, there's season one, which you've almost finished. Season two. Well, thanks. Thanks for that information. Then there's a movie that came out in, like, 93. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the season three, three, which came out in like 2017. Wow. So, there's like a watch order for the whole series, but that's kind of what it is. So, maybe we should organize to watch the movie together. On the pod? We'll do oh, like, we don't have to do it on the we'll pod, do but a, we should um, just do it. Commentary. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, that's it. Let's fuck off. Thanks so much. Uh, you've been uh, listening to That Sucks on the Handshake Agency Network. If you like the pod, check us out on www.podcast. That sucks. UK. That is terrible. It is thepodcasts.com.au, and where you can find Big Papa Neil with the green room. Mm-hmm. You can also find Rewind and so much more. And get uh, just get on it, you know. Yeah, just do it. Get on it. Thanks so much. We'll uh, catch you around. Peace. That sucks. Is a podcast from the Handshake Agency Network, presented and produced by Dan Cribb and Troy Neverbeck. Recorded and engineered by Troy Nababek. Executive producer, Craig Chewick. Theme music by Dan Cribb and Troy Nababek.